You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Weekly Bulletin. Thank you for joining us. We love having you here. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. Of course, in the room with me is Errol Parker, editor at large. How are you, Errol? Good, mate. Just had my booster shot this morning, so looking forward to uh, feeling you on top of the world and ready to take on this uh, Omicron, as mm. they're calling it. Uh, as someone who got their second jab not even a month ago, I don't know how the fuck you lined up a booster, but... Uh, Isn't that how you're supposed to do it? Really yeah. turned a corner, though. Well, look, I, I was prepared to concede that, you know, this new way of living, this, you know, this, this vaccinated lifestyle, you know, comes you know part and parcel with being welcome back into society and stuff like that but at the same time i wasn't prepared to listen to the advice given to me by targi considering you know they told a bunch of young people around the country you know you gotta stay away from that astro zucchini then two weeks later they said drink the stuff by the leader so look i'm i'm just looking out for my own health there's a new variant so i mm. thought i'd get my booster shot fair enough mm-hmm. yeah that's a fair one they have been flipping flopping around how are you going, Wendell Hussey? Yeah, really well for this time of the year. Obviously, um, the steam is starting to run out. But yeah, yeah, you're telling there. me. You're getting telling there. me, mate. Yeah, so, uh, another couple of weeks ago, eh? How are you, Clancy? I'm going all right, but, um, you know, as you, as you pointed out, you're running out of steam, mm. picking up a bit of slack here. And I reckon things have got to change next year, mate, from you at least. Yeah. Um, you'll be having a review in February, reckon, so you, let's... You've got to get off, off the dope, mate. I mean, that's really that, that's one thing that's really it really helps with really my anxiety, yeah. boys. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, just like well, throughout the day, well, mate. Well, we've had plenty of Buffalo soldiers working in this newsroom before, and we, I'll tell you one thing. You know, one thing I can't deny <laughs> is that these eventually this dope will lead you down a path that you can't come back from. You'll be fucking, you'll be all over the shop. You'll have the fucking Monday morning scaries. <laughs> It's a gateway drug. Mate, it's not addictive. Mate, you wait. I could stop anytime you, I wanted. You just wait. You don't know anxiety until we force you to quit this stuff cold turkey next year. Yeah, well, it'll really hit me then, so I don't think that's a great idea, yep. boys. It's not addictive. I could stop, but I don't want to. Okay. So. As we said, the review's in February. What's What's up first in the news today? Well, it is done and dusted for the year for our politicians down in Canberra. And uh, one of the stories to round out the week on that one was about the Liberals denying that talent is running thin within their party as the entire cabinet gets replaced by nameless Morrison lookalikes. Yeah, the final sitting week of federal parliament has come and gone and it was an eventful one, that's for sure. Not in the sense of a lot of legislation being passed or progress being made on things like housing, the pandemic or climate change. But in the sense of the government losing cabinet and former cabinet ministers. But it was eventful in the sense that the government lost three of Morrison's closest allies in the shape of Health Minister Greg Hunt, former Attorney General Christian Paidleave Porter, and of course Alan Tudge. He was stood down against his own will because of abuse allegations. So things are looking great there. And that means a few portly middle-aged white men are set to be given promotions. But the government says that these random faceless blokes getting the nod doesn't mean that they are running thin on talent. The Prime Minister has reassured us all that the nation is in good hands, saying, quote, We've got plenty of middle-aged white blokes who spend every Sunday worshipping Jesus in a giant air-conditioned aeroplane hangar while some virgins with goatees play electric guitar on the stage. That is the modern Australian. That yes. is the quiet Australian. When I did see that photo of all of the uh, 
of the Nameless Backbenchers, I thought it was actually a Gout Awareness podcast. I wasn't particularly familiar with any of them, other than the fact that, I mean, Keith Pitt, I knew of him. He was the guy that somehow got a job by denying climate change all through the net zero negotiations and managed to get a start in the cabinet out of that. Well, it was either a Gout Awareness podcast or a face of, uh, you know, go and get your colonoscopy campaign. And not to mention the um, the RSL tan that a lot of these men uh, tend to carry, the Barnaby yeah. Joyce kind of... Uh, not too many teetotalers. Yeah, know, which makes, looks like uh, they... Uh, some they, prominent veins across the cheeks. Which yeah. makes getting a colonoscopy all the more important. Correct. So, if you need one, go and get checked up. Now, that whole situation has left a senior Liberal figure questioning what he's going to be doing going forward. Josh Frydenberg has stared long and hard at a poster advertising a job opening at Ray White Hawthorne. Yes, as the Liberal Party's brain drain continues, one of the last MPs holding on with both hands is Treasurer Joshua Frydenberg. But he's faced a big test this week. He certainly has. The member for Q Yong was reportedly considering whether it was worth it all after seeing a sign advertising a job agency as a real estate agent in his home electorate. After a rather full-on year, Frydenberg thought the idea of opening doors and talking shit to rich people for the next couple of decades was quite a tantalising one, and one that he certainly won't rule out. Probably make more money in property than he would in politics, I'd say. He's proven that he's pretty good at securing risk-free assets for the nation's most privileged boomers and foreign investors. So maybe he is a walk-in start. Well, mate, you can make more money being a group manager of a bunch of McDonald's. I mean, politics is, mm. is really the last refrain of the dumb yeah. cunt. I mean, if you can't do anything in life, including teaching, you can always be a politician. Absolutely. And it doesn't pay as well as... Fuck uh, no. It doesn't pay as well as a real estate agent, hence why they are patting themselves out with you know private contracts for all of their mates and mm. um, and, and you know jobs for life afterwards. He'll just have to learn to hustle if he wants to take it up, Josh Frydenberg there. Now a change of pace and a local dad's Spotify yearly rap has given the perfect summary of what a year in lockdown with toddlers looks like. A bit of excitement for a lot of social media users over the past few days with Spotify giving them the opportunity to share their musical taste with their friends and followers. However, for one local man, his yearly rapped didn't really do it for him. No, Peter Lewisham from The Heights. So the data on what music he listened to actually reminded him that it was a pretty grim year. The father of two young girls under the age of four said his most played song for 2021 was Do You Wanna Build a Snowman? From the riveting child's musical Frozen, Frozen, Frozen about the princesses. Mm. He said he'd played it, uh, nearly 5,000 hours of the Wiggles as well since Christmas. So uh, mm. A lot of Moana in there as yeah. well. All power to him. Yeah, you can really tell who the primary caregiver is in your household, Clancy. Yeah, if, uh, no, not familiar with... If uh, you don't know these songs. No, no, and no. You've my, got, my kids listen to Chisel. And you've got five under five, so there you go. Raising them well, Clancy. Now, elsewhere around town, the instructions for a basic card game has caused a local woman to question her intelligence. Yes, it turned into a very frustrating catch-up with friends for French Quarter resident and psychologist Anna Leeds. Heading over to a mate's place for a couple of drinks, the board games eventually came out and everyone decided to get into it. Oh, well, everyone knows psychologists don't know fucking anything anyway. But anyway, for Anna, something just wasn't computing. With few attempted explanations failing to hit the mask, uh, the giggles of her friends slowly turned into a bit of an awkward silence before she pretended like she didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. 
Said it was a stupid fucking game. Probably anyway. not uncommon thing, you know, for a psychologist not to know what the fuck was going on. But anyway, let's just uh, move on to the next story there, uh, Wendell. I think we should, and we'll finish up in the sporting world. He's gone from anti-vax to anti-psychology. <laughs> Everyone knows the key to resolving mental health issues is awareness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And healthy self-dosing. Yeah. Now, let's finish it up with sports news. The future of the NRL is in jeopardy as Murdoch's journalists have lost access to the players that they treat like shit. Really worrying news for rugby league fans today as revelations emerge that the future of the National Rugby League could be in doubt. The greatest game of all is under threat after a single player decided to go and give an interview to someone who doesn't work for a mainstream media outlet. Yes, talking about that Brandon Smith interview with YKTR there, it seemed to generate a few hundred different articles this week, which according to gossip columnists at Foxport and the News Corp papers means the entire fabric of the game could unravel. As one of them explained to us, if players don't just handball us scoops, we might have to go out and chase stories instead of writing up club statements, players' texts and police media releases. Or just writing uh, divisive op-eds about players' actions on and off the field. Or leaking, leaking sex tapes of 22-year-olds that ruin their lives. A real yeah, we'll, crossroads we'll for the maybe, game. It's going to be a, a strange year for rugby league journalists next year. I mean, like, at least one of the six dead pigeons inside Buzz Rothfield's head might actually have to reanimate itself and get tapping away on the keyboard again. Something that I doubt will happen. We'll just wait for the Latrell Mitchell rage bait. It will be coming. The All-Stars game kicks us off early next year, so I'm sure they'll find an angle on that one. Anyway, that's where we'll leave you for this week. Have a good weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hooroo. Ciao.